Father, we bless you. Father, we bless you. We thank you for the privilege of the blood. We thank you for the gift of life. We thank you for the family surrounded us with. We thank you for your hand that is sustaining us. We thank you for your message that is keeping us. We are grateful as a people of God. We are grateful as a family. We are grateful as an individual. Lord, may your name be praised, oh God. Seeing us going out, seeing us coming in, you are the one that has preserved our Lord. You are the one that has sustained us. You are the one that is keeping us going up and down it is your hand oh god oh jesus now we are sahine osuna okran ampana uye maradi every titi titi now we are sahine yes we osuna okran ampana Hashado Mokara Brasilia, Zikro Talabadio Kanda, Icaro Moshandoro Brasaba, Abere Kandaya Lebe Caronono, Zebria Paralabra Savundia, lead us this morning, O God, into the place of knowledge. Give us this morning, O God, with wisdom and understanding. Speak to our hearts and our spirits, souls and bodies. I pray, O God, let your word that is able to keep us grafted into you, O God. Let our word, O God, graft us in you in the name of Jesus. O God, let your word bring us healing. Let your word bring us deliverance this day. Let your word bring divine transformation, O God. For we have no one but you, God. We know no one but you, O God. We have no understanding about you, O oh God. It is you that can bring us clarity and understanding to the things that we need to know, O oh God. And so this morning we say we have no one but you. Oh, oh, just you, yes, you. The scripture says that horses are prepared for the day of battle, but safety is of the Lord. It is it's with God that bring that brings safety to our lives. We may be facing all kinds of challenges and may even prepare ourselves for a day of battle, but it is only God who can bring us safety. This morning, oh God, our safety is in you. This morning, our source of strength comes from you. This morning, our source of support is from you, God. This morning, our protection is from you, God. If you don't come in, oh God, then everything else can fail. But when you are in charge of our life nothing goes wrong and this morning we relinquish our will and we come to the table of grace and mercy asking for your hand to continue to uphold us in you bear us in your hands oh god in the wings of the eagle of god cause us to soar higher and further in the name of jesus come on come on bless the lord from the bottom of your heart give him praise give him praise come on Give him praise. Hashoromos Kabania, Ratelobos Kibania, and they Kratolobos Saba, and they Kabarabosadi, Vendro Tanamo Kabarababa, Boskezandi Itele, 
Vandorolo Mosanda, Rakabarabo Bosabaraba, Zebria Parabos Candia, Icarabo Saba. Come on, come on, come on. Lift up your voice. Bless the Lord with me. Glorify God. Give Him praise. Celebrate His goodness. Celebrate His mercies. Say, Father, I'm grateful, O God. I thank you for everything that you are doing. Oh, Moshadabarababa, Zekretono Mosamani, Zekolomo Sanda Alidia, Rakabobo Sabaraba. We give you praise, we give you praise. Amashanda in Keremosa, Libra Sovros Cabariada, Mantoro Lobroski Brandi, Vakiboro Samania. We glorify your name this morning, O God, who sits on the circles of the throne. The one, O God, your eyes comes with the flames of fire, and your name is full of wonder. We cry, we cry out unto you, the Lord, manifest yourself this morning in the name of Jesus Christ, in the mighty name of Jesus, Kabosha. We ask for manifestations of your presence. We ask for the manifestations of your power. We ask for the manifestations of your glory. Oh, this morning, Spirit of God, that by your mercies and grace, you will show us a token of good with your presence, oh God, to elevate us from one level to another. Oh God, may we be able to rise, oh God, in the place of your presence. I ask, oh God, in the name of Jesus, visit us with your presence, oh God. Visit us with your presence, we pray. Visit us with your presence this morning. Visit our homes, we pray. Visit our families, we pray. Visit our grounds of influence, we pray. Visit the people that we have connections with. Visit those who have decided to also bless us. Visit those whom the devil has employed to hurt us. Visit those who are in there to support us. Visit every environment that, Lord God, you desire us to grow in. Lord, we ask for your divine visitation this morning. Oh God Almighty, the one whose eyes carry the fire and flames of fire to transform, to consume, to build, to refine. Oh, this morning, let your refining fire refine our lives and our hearts, oh God. In the name of Jesus, Kabelebo Shada, Kabelebo Shaba, Ratele Makimonde, Biaporo Saba. Come manifest yourself, we pray. Come manifest yourself, we pray. We wake those who need to be working out. We inspire those who desire to be inspired. We empower those who need to be empowered with your word, with your power, with your grace, with your mind. Hey! Adomo Shadama Kabrandi, Ratalobos Kabiapa, Badokrandi Isea, Vatololobo Shada, Biokanamosa, and the Kratomosaba. This morning I speak by your grace, with your blessings, O God. Hademo Kandi Atre Tomo, Abashadu Sabra. I speak by your grace, O God, with your blessings into every family that is represented here. I speak your blessings into every family that is connected here. I 
speak your peace into every family that has come on this platform. I speak your grace unto every family that will connect. I speak your power into every family that is connecting here. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, Father, remember us with your mercies. Remember us with your grace. Remember us with your power. Everyone connected praying. Everyone connected to hear your word. Everyone connected to receive from you. Let your blessings rest upon their life. May your power move them from one glory to another glory. Give them a step of faith to rise above, oh God, the occasions of their lives. In the name of Jesus, we call upon your name. We call upon your name. This morning we say, come glorify yourself. Come glorify yourself. Come manifest yourself in the name of Jesus. Hey! Hashona makari brasu vatumo kamba itretos libra bosanda ya karomo libria kamasunia. I pray, O oh God, I wipe away tears of anyone that is in the place of anguish, crying out. I ask, O oh God Almighty, O oh God, sustain anyone that is in need of sustenance, O oh God. Those who are believing you for a divine breakthrough, today is another day of you showing yourself strong, O oh God. We pray that Lord. Lord, let breakthroughs come financially. I ask Almighty God in the name of Jesus, with my hands lifted up, oh God, you are capable of manifesting yourself financially to those who are in need of financial breakthroughs. I declare, oh, by your mercies and grace, that Lord, manifest yourself financially of any family struggling, those who are crying for help, those who are believing you, oh God, for a turnaround in their life, those who are believing you for a change of things so God to come I ask oh God to manifest yourself tonight this day in this meeting in this moment in Jesus mighty name let us son oh God bring healing to the sick oh Lord Almighty let the healings of the wings of the Sun bring healing to your people to us all Almighty and let your name be glorified we bind the full the full influence of the enemy and all his projected activities whatever is coming from we deny it its existence and its capabilities we command by the power of Jesus name that may they not gain strength over our life may they not gain any advantages over our life but from tonight and from this moment we declare and decree that their weapons backfire their activities repel in the mighty name of Jesus I reverse weapons of wickedness I reverse demonic attacks and activities that the enemy has projected to hurt, to cause harm, to frustrate any marriage. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, I command the wickedness of the enemy to come to an end. I pray, oh God, that let the wickedness of the wicked come to an end. Let your weapons, oh God, lose its contact and its gravity. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, whatever they have set up as a way of hurting and frustrating our life from this day, we stand by your word that no weapon formed against us shall stand and therefore any weapon that is trying to find a way of expression against our life we command it to backfire we command them to backfire we command them to backfire in the mighty name of Jesus the people of God are free to serve their God with fullness of joy I speak prophetically into the family's life I speak prophetically into our bloodline I speak prophetically
prophetically into our boundaries. I speak prophetically into our families. I speak prophetically even into our acquaintances. May your blessings of God overflow our lives in the mighty name of Jesus and stop the enemy in his tracks. Stop the enemy with his weapons. Stop the enemy in his agenda in the mighty name of Jesus. May they never stand at a place and say that we spoke a curse upon them and it was successful but may the spirit of amazement and wonderment fill their heart to wonder how that with all their weapon and still we are still surviving and thriving in you shock them with your mercies shock them with your salvation in our life shock them with your breakthroughs in us in the mighty name of Jesus Christ I prophesy specifically upon our marriages and our homes that may your peace that surpasses all understanding may your harmony that is beyond divine understanding of man may it rest upon homes may it rest upon our spouses may it rest upon our children may it rest upon the work of our hands in the mighty name of Jesus Christ I declare and decree that any marriage and any home that has got no peace may peace of the Lord that is of the Holy Spirit prevail in there any marriage and any home that is struggling financially May the resources of heaven, the God who is our provider, the one who looks upon the needs of the destitute and turn things around in their favor, may he look upon us with favor. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, those who are believing you for breakthroughs, I declare by your mercies, you are bare parazim. You are the one that goes ahead of us and bring us breakthroughs. Break out all kinds of things that hinders our ability to possess the gates of our enemies. Tonight and today, I declare by your mercies, oh God, bring us breakthroughs in the mighty name of Jesus. May everyone walk in breakthrough. Everyone that has connected with us today, may we walk in breakthroughs in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Ah, you have commanded me to bless and so I pronounce your blessings upon our members. Everyone that connects with us from anywhere across the world, may your blessings rest upon them. May their going out be blessed. May their travel and their journeys be blessed. May their coming in be blessed. May their sitting down be blessed. May even their sleep be blessed. May their waking up be blessed. May their food be blessed. May their substance of wealth be blessed. May their families be blessed. Everything they do may they see your hand in them all in the mighty name of Jesus Christ I prophesy specifically in the name of Jesus Christ over everyone that has been in the place of anguish, don't know what to do and even who to talk to. Today you be our advocate. Lord, you be our advocate. Lord, you be our advocate. Speak for us, O oh God. Speak to us, O oh God. Bless us indeed and enlarge our coast, O oh God. Lord, let your hand be with us and keep us away from evil. Oh God almighty, let your peace divine rest with us and stay with us in every step of our way in the mighty name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus Christ. If you believe it, say amen. 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 
Father, we bless you. Come on, give God some praise. Give God some praise. Whatever you can do to praise him, do it. If it's a clap offering, give him a clap offering. If it's a words that you want to say, Father, I thank you. Give him, give him praise. Give God some praise. Give God some praise. If you want to blow in tongues, just keep on blowing in tongues. In the name of Jesus. Whatever you want to do to bless the Lord and give him praise, you can do it. Give we give you praise. Thank you, O God, for this morning. We bless you in the name of Jesus. You are God all by yourself this morning, O God. Hallelujah. Emmanuel. The Lord indeed is with us. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. The Lord indeed is with us. The Lord indeed is with us. Amen and amen. I, I want to welcome you all to Emmanuel Christian Assembly. This is Emmanuel Prayer Line, and we are trusting God by his message that he will come our way with his love and show us good, hallelujah, in places amen. where we have seen evil. Amen. Jeremiah will say that we waited for peace and trouble came. But may you never wait for peace and see trouble happening. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. I pray in the name of Jesus Christ that every seed that you sow, may Amen. it generate a voice of defense for you by the message of God. Every seed that you sow, whether in this ministry or anywhere else you sow it, in my life or in the life of anybody, I pray that may it generate a voice to speak for you even in times to come. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. The legacy is speaking. The Spirit of the Lord says that the legacy is speaking. Somebody, you are on the platform. You are listening to me from somebody else's phone. And the voice of the Lord says, I should tell you this, that the legacy of your patriarchs are speaking for you. The legacy of your parents are speaking for you. The legacy of your parents are speaking for you. And so you also have to begin to develop a new system of also establishing a legacy so that it will also speak for your children. So that it will speak for your children. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. Amen. Amen. The legacy is speaking. Amen. Today, I want to talk about altars. I want to talk about altar. That is A-L-T-A-R. Altar. Hallelujah. Altar. In the scriptures, I want to make it a little bit of a general so that we can have a sense of connection to it when it comes to the issues of our life and, and, and the things that we go through as individuals by the message of God. Hallelujah. So those of you who can follow with your heart, if you can follow with your spirit, if you can follow with your mind, whichever way you follow me with, by the grace of God, you will get revelations. Hallelujah. Because every single one of us, one way or the other, there is a voice speaking for us or against us. Every single one of us. Every single one of us. And these voices that are speaking for us or against us are coming from a particular ground or a particular place that has been set up either by men or by families or by society or by some priests or leaders who have been either ahead of us or they are with us 
or we ourselves. And therefore, those voices can have either a positive or a negative impact in our lives. So whatever it is, we need to understand what an altar is and what it does to us. And I believe that today's message is very detailed. It's, it's a lot of information to pick or to assimilate. And so I will take my time by the grace of God so that half hour with the Spirit of God will take us to, will pause there. And then we can come again to receive so much, some more. Hallelujah. Because these yeah. things must come uh, to us with understanding and clarity so that when you call somebody and say that, uh, sow a seed or make a sacrifice or go into prayer or make an alignment. All those things are factors that also influence uh, an altar. If we begin to get into those places or somebody encourages you to do, you begin to take a step of faith. Listen to me carefully. You begin to take a step of faith to honor those words and begin to connect to a divine power that is higher than you that can help you achieve the purposes of being able to walk in that place of freedom hallelujah so altars are very vital and so the first question comes is what is an altar what is an altar? And today, that will be my focus of teaching. So please, if you can, um, invite a friend to connect with us to listen to what we are talking about. Hallelujah. I hope everybody can hear me clearly. Amen. Amen. Everybody can hear me clearly. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Amen. Thank you. Amen. An Amen. altar, an altar is a spiritual system of authorization that connects the realms of the spirits to the realms of the natural. That is one meaning of altar. It is a spiritual system of authorizing for man to connect to the realms of the spirit and also to the realms of the natural. That is being able to move from one dimension to another dimension. The Bible helps us to understand from the book of Genesis chapter 1 verse 26 where the Bible says that the Lord gave man the authority and the command to have dominion and to rule the affairs of this life. And there were specific areas that the Bible says that man should have dominion in. One, and I want to read from Genesis chapter 1 verse 26 uh, to 31 and you understand these things there. The Bible says that and God blessed them, and God said unto them, Be fruitful, multiply, replenish the earth, and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the seas, that is the atmospheric uh, activities of the things of the seas, and over the fowls of the air, that is the atmosphere or the realms of the air. And over the living things that moves upon the earth, which means the activities that has got to do with this earth and also beneath. So these are the areas of the domains of man's authority and power to move. And for man to be able to transcend beyond his sphere of influence, which is the place of the air, the place of the land, and the place of the sea, we need to connect to a higher power that is bigger than us, that can give us access to those realms. Hallelujah. 
And for man, be, be, for man to be able to access those realms, there is a need for an altar to be established. Hallelujah. So you cannot just easily and quickly pick up yourself and begin to say that, oh, I can contact the spirits in the realms of the spirit, or I can contact some power somewhere and begin to... No, there should be an established grounds. And that is the place where you begin to create a new platform where the access is given a chance to work. And when that happens... There is a saying that you have established an altar and therefore authorizations has been given. Hallelujah. Amen. An altar is also a place or an area where covenants are invoked, established, or activated. Hallelujah. Amen. I want to give the Hebrew meaning to an altar. That when the Hebrew will talk about altar, it is called mispa or misbi, misbiak. I'm not a Hebrew person, so I hope you understand my word. Hallelujah. It is misbiak. That is M-I-Z-B-E-A-C-H. It is a place of slaughter or sacrifice. And all these places of altar or sacrifice, what happens, or slaughter or sacrifice, what happens is that it is established by man to connect to a deity higher and bigger than them. Hallelujah. In this sphere, as I have spoken according to Genesis 1, 26 to 31, we have control and dominion over these spheres. The air, the sea, and the land. We have dominion over that. But if we want to continue and move beyond those atmospheres or these spheres, these three areas that we have dominion over, we need a higher power that hasn't got the same natural phenomenon that we possess that is able to give us keys to open the doors to the spiritual realms. And the process of doing this activity is called setting an altar or making a sacrifice on an altar. Amen. Hallelujah. So there is this thing that we call the first mentions of the Bible or the first mentions in the scriptures, which means that which are the first places where an altar has been mentioned in the scriptures. If you care to know, let's go to the book of um, Genesis chapter 8. Genesis chapter 8. Actually, there is a, 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 a few one in Genesis chapter 4 where Cain and Abel began to give sacrifice on there. But the Bible never made mention of the word altar. Hallelujah. Other translations may have used that word, but in the, in the true text, it does not mention the word altar. But they made sacrifices. Hallelujah. But here we want to see where uh, an altar was raised and for what purpose the altar was raised and why the altar raised and what it did in those moments. Hallelujah. In Genesis chapter 8, the Bible says that Noah with his uh, uh, family in the altar. And again, you can understand the word family. The family, and this month has been a month of the family. And altars are dealing with families, with society, with individuals, and all that. And here we can see a typical example of altar being raised by the first fam, the last family, and the first family of the Bible. <laughs> when 
<laughs> it is very, very complicated. Let me explain it. The Bible says in Genesis chapter 6 that the wickedness of men had grown them. And so God was fed up with man. And the Bible says in Genesis chapter 6 that he grieved God to make man in his image. Because every day the wickedness of man continued to grow uh, over and over and over again. And so God decided to wipe everything from the face of this earth, including man. And the only person and the only family that was perfect or walking in the will of God was the family of Noah. And so the scripture says that the Lord advised Noah and showed him some things to do, especially building an altar, taking all kinds of uh, animals, or I use the word seed, hallelujah. Taking all kinds of seeds from the earth or from the establishment of God and then put them in the ark for a particular period for God to remove or destroy everything on the face of the earth. And the Bible says that after a number of days that, that the whole water and everything had subsided and all men had died and every living thing had been washed away. The Bible says that Noah now obtained the message of the Lord and the Lord remembered Noah in the ark and Noah sent a, a dove to go out there to check for him whatever was going on. And indeed, a report came to him that the land was dry. And so God spoke to Noah and said that now the land is dry and all the water and all the cisterns of the deep and the windows of heaven have all been shut and everything has receded. And so now you can come out. The Bible says that the first thing that Noah came out of the ark and what he did was to establish an altar. Hallelujah. Let's read from Genesis chapter 8 verse 20. So Noah built an altar to the Lord and took off the clean, I use the word again, and took off the word the clean animal and every, and every clean bed and offered it as a burnt offerings on the altar. It wasn't God who requested for the altar to be established in the first place. It was Noah himself who realized the need to connect to the divine. And so he saw it necessary to create or establish an altar upon which he can make that sacrifices to invoke again the presence of God into the equations of his life and his family. And so the Bible says that he selected the clean, the clean animals and the clean birds which were necessary for the acceptance of God and then he used those animals and sacrificed them on the altar as a burnt offering unto the Lord. And let's continue and hear what the word says. And the Lord smelled a soothing aroma. Then the Lord said in his heart, I will never again curse the grounds for which man's sake, although for man's sake, although the imaginations of his heart is evil from his youth, nor will I destroy every living thing that he, that as uh, every living thing as I have done. Hallelujah! Which means that whatever the sacrifice of Noah provoked something in the heart of God for God to make a conscious decision by himself. Listen to me carefully. God made a conscious decision by himself because of the sacrifice of Noah on an altar that he made 
God came on the scene and made a decision which he didn't speak out audibly. Hallelujah. Which means that some authors can invoke God to make a conscious decision inwardly in favor of the people who are doing or setting those authors. Hallelujah. So when you sow a seed, when you do something, give a sacrifice, if you give up or pay out on something or help uh, uh, somebody and you are using that as a way of sowing a seed, the Bible helps us to understand that it invoke or provoke God to act on your behalf in a strategic way. Amen. So sacrifices are very important. I told you about mine a few weeks ago when I got sick and I was dying. All of a sudden, the Lord, when I prayed and I prayed and the Lord go, gave me the understanding of where the problem was coming. All that I did when I woke up, the first thing I told about 3 a.m. I, I woke my wife up and I said, now I know where the problem is. The Lord just showed me. And she, she said to me that you have to sow a seed. You have to sow a seed. And quickly, I didn't have money in my account. All that I had was 20 pounds. And quickly, I transferred in the night. I transferred the 20 pounds as a seed of a sacrifice based on the revelation of what God has shown me as a salvation for my life and my tomorrow. And so now I saw that it was only 20 pounds. I sold it as a seed into the account, into the ministry. And then I transferred into the account. And quickly, I went on my knees and I said, Lord, now show me what to do and what, what kind of prayer I need to pray to be able to come out of this. And then again, he showed me two kind of prayers that I need to pray. And that began to bring my salvation back on track. Wow. Hallelujah. The word of the Lord came to me this morning whilst I was preparing a few minutes before I came here. The word of the Lord came to me this morning. And the Lord sent me to go and speak to one of our mothers and told me that I should tell her that her seed of sacrifice has brought salvation to her son. And I was wondering which son, but the Lord will not tell me which son it was. But when I spoke to her last night, she told me, she called me straight away. She told me, I hope mommy, you, are not, you, you don't care, I won't mention any name, hallelujah, amen. She told me that last night she was on her knees praying for her family. And now this morning, preparing a message, the Lord spoke to me to tell her what the answers are and said that her seed, that she has sown. And she sown a seed no, no longer ago, a few weeks ago, into the ministry. Her seed that she has sown has now provoked God, and the seed has got a voice speaking for her. Hallelujah. So it is vital for us to see the example of Noah showing us that God coming into the equation, telling him that now come out of the ark, go on land, and now subdue the land, multiply, and become fruitful. And he did not take it lightly, but he rather sowed a seed, set up an altar for the Lord or unto the Lord, and sacrificed unto the Lord. And from that moment, the Bible says in verse 21, that, and the Lord smelled the aroma of the sacrifice of Noah. And that invoked something in his heart. And he began, the Lord himself began to speak and say this in his heart, that I will no longer destroy man. Though, Listen to me carefully. So although all the time the imaginations of his heart is full of wickedness, 
with all the wickedness that men continue to conjure in our world or create in our world, the Lord says that he's not going to destroy us. Do you think that what is going on, God is pleased with it, people killing others, politicians destroying people's lives and families and countries and all that? Do you think that God is pleased with it? God would have destroyed men, all of them just like that. But for the word that he has spoken and but for the sacrifice of Noah, now God is now restrained by his own actions and by his own word, which he spoke inwardly. People of God, altars are very powerful. You can't afford to walk without one. And you cannot and ever afford to decide not to sow a seed or make a sacrifice unto the Lord for the sake of your family, for the sake of your life, or for the sake of your business. If not, you are walking as if that you have no help. Hallelujah. And sometimes some prayers can become effective based on the power of your sacrifice. And so it is important for us to know that altars from Genesis chapter 8, altars are vital and it can invoke God to act on your behalf in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Let's go to the father of faith. That is Abraham. Abraham, when he was called from his family, the Bible says the Lord appeared unto him and said to him that from today, I want you to come out of your family and go to a land that I will show you. And when you get there, there are some things I will do through you and I'll make you successful, great and become great. Hallelujah. And the scripture says that the brother obeyed the voice of the Lord at the age of 75. First of all, obedience. Based on what God had done or what God has spoken to him, obedience. And when the Lord appeared to him and he began to take a journey, the Bible says that the Lord appeared to Abraham in Genesis chapter 12. Genesis chapter 12. I want to go that way so that we can see how the precedence happens in our lives. Hallelujah. If we can take a step of faith and sow a seed or create an altar by the message of God. Then uh, the Lord appeared to Abraham and said to him, your descendants will I give this land. And then Abraham built an altar unto the Lord who had appeared unto him. And he moved from there to the mountain east of Bethel, and he pitched his tent there to Bethel. That's verse 8. And on that west of Ai and on this east, and there also he built an altar unto the Lord and called on the name of the Lord there. When God appeared to Abraham for the second time and showing him what is going to happen to him and the blessings of obedience that he has obeyed the voice of the Lord and what God was prepared to give to him. The Bible says that when the Lord has spoken after the message of the Lord to Abraham straight away what he did was to establish an altar and made a sacrifice on the altar based on the promise of God. So if the Bible says that the promises of God are yea and amen, it means that it can come to pass based on the kind of sacrifice or the altar you have raised to undergird the sale of the promises of God that he has spoken into your life. So if God says that you shall be the head and not the tail, what sacrifice are you using to undergird this kind of promise in the word of God? If the Lord says that you are more than conqueror, what sacrifice have you given or what altar have you raised for you to be able to help the word of the Lord to come to pass? 
Nobody told Abraham to set an altar. Even that time, his name had not been changed. But he realized the need that this altar needed to be sacrificed or to be raised so that the promise of God would not fail. This morning, I prophesy in the name of Jesus Christ into your life that may your understanding be enlightened to know where and when to raise a new altar or to create or make a sacrifice based on the prophetic word of the Lord that comes to you either audibly, that comes to you through his word, or that comes to you through his prophets. Amen. Hallelujah. He raised an altar unto the Lord based on the promise of God that the Lord appeared unto him. He did not invite God at that place. But then when the message came to him, he chose to invite God into that promise. So you said that you will do this. And for that matter, I am making this altar. I am setting an altar and make a sacrifice upon it. And based on that, the glory of yours will have no choice but to come to pass. Verse 8, and the Bible says that from that place he moved away and went to a different place called Bethel. And there he pitched his tent. We will come to, uh, to see even from that moment of he establishing these kind of altars, it began to speak for him in his generation. To the point where the third generation, which is Jacob, when he got to this same place that we are talking about, Genesis chapter 12, verse 7 and 8. This same place was the place where Jacob came to, that he put his head on the stone. But he had no idea that his grandfather, Abraham, had raised an altar at that place. And that was the place. We will get to that place. So this altar, when he pitched his tent in that place in Bethel, he raised an altar, one, and then he called on the Lord. Every altar always seeks for a bigger power or a bigger deity to be invoked upon it. So Abraham saw God to be the one that is bigger than him or any other kind of God. So he respected that God and raised the altar unto the Lord. And the Bible says that he called on the name of the Lord there. So altars, everywhere it is, has got a deity that backs it. And the name of the deity is always invoked whenever we make sacrifices onto those altars. And that was the practical example that Abraham showed us in verse 8 in chapter 12, chapter 12 verse, uh, of Genesis. So people of God, altars are important. It's a vital tool that everyone, every child of God must begin to look for ways and means to set some up or use an, uh, an already established altar and begin to also make sacrifices on it and begin to invoke the presence of a, a bigger power, which is the power of our God, the Most High God, whom we serve. That is the place where you can gain salvation, the place where you can gain direction, the place where you can gain uh, uh, protection and all kinds of help from the Lord. So it is important. The scripture says continually in chapter 13, says that Abraham returned to the place of the altar, the first altar, the place of the first altar, and settled there after many journeys and uh, acquisitions of possessions. Abraham now had walked all length and breadth of almost everywhere, including Africa. The Bible says that he had gone to Egypt. When we read chapter 12, coming down all the way to chapter 13, he had gone all the way to Egypt. <coughs> and 
the promise of God that came to him and said that I will make you a great person with possessions and all kinds of blessings and all that. The Bible says that it has begun coming or taking shape. And so he returned to the place where he settled or established an altar, the first place. And the moment he got to that place, all of a sudden, the place where he set the altar had this power over there that gave him access to be able to connect with God again. And he was being able to establish himself in that place, which means that altars that we establish gives us access to a place of power that helps us to be able to establish ourselves in environment of safety. So altar that Abraham established is now giving him room to establish his family, to give him peace of mind with all his possession and everything he acquired in Africa, brought it to back to better, and now he is now settling to build his family. The Bible says, and when he moved his tent, settled in a place, he built an altar there in verse 18, which means that every place this brother went, he was setting a good example of continually connecting with God or building new altar for God to be invoked on those places. I want to encourage you by the message of God that every step that you are taking, always sow a seed or always create an altar. Wherever you are, whatever you are doing, always make an altar, set a sacrifice, do something for the Lord to or also to be invoked or draw the presence of God or draw the presence of the power of God into that equation by the sacrifices you make and also the altars you raise. And when you do that, the Lord will begin to speak into the equation of your life and your families. Hallelujah. In Genesis 22, I'm moving on. In Genesis 22 verse 9, for the confirmation of his faith in God through obedience to God's voice by sacrificing Isaac, his son, on an altar. Now, he has built altars and altars over and over again and has seen the manifestation of the power of God coming through those altars and those sacrifices he's making. And now God began to put a test of faith into his heart to see whether indeed this brother is just sacrificing because of the money that the Lord is giving to him or because of the cattle of wealth and uh, the servants and all the people that the Lord is increasing. Is it because of that that he's believing God or actually he truly respects the power of God working with him? And so the Bible says that the Lord requested for his only begotten son, that is Isaac, which he had prayed for, believed God for, for years, the child being born, now of an age to be able to help him to, to do the father's business, the Lord says that sacrifice your son. And these sacrifices will only happen on an altar. Again, he went again, picked up the child with all you've, you've listened, you've, you, you, I know you know the story, picked up Isaac with some servants, carried some wood and other stuff with him all the way to the mount where the Lord showed him and Mount Moriah. When they got to that place, that was the place of the manifestation of the glory of God. It was a mountain set up by God himself as a place of sacrifice, as an altar by God himself. And it was that place that the Lord said that sacrifice this son on this altar that I, the Lord, has set. And that place, the moment the brother gathered stones and put the sun on it, instantly, instantly, 
the voice of the Lord spoke out of everywhere and out of the, the presence and said to him, the brother, I now understand that you love me and fear me. So the test of faith has now been confirmed to know that the love that Abraham has for God, it is not about just because of the protection, not because of the blessings that the Lord is bringing to him, not because of the goodness of God showing him, but rather the relationship that the Lord has created through uh, the Lord has created with Abraham through the sacrifice and the altars that he has raised. He respects those relationships more than the acquisitions of substance that he possesses, including his only son. And the Lord said that indeed, in blessing, I will bless you. And in multiply, I will multiply you. Did the Bible say that in Genesis chapter 1, verse 26? Hallelujah. Now you see it happening in the life of Abraham, the one who has established the altars. So altars can begin to speak for us positively and invoke the blessings of God into our lives if only we understand the need to make those sacrifices or raise those altars. Hallelujah. And verse 9 and they, and then they came to the place on which the Lord had told him, and Abraham built an altar there and placed the, the wood in order and bound his son Isaac and laid him on the altar upon the Lord and upon the wood and wanted to slaughter. So people of God, it's very vital to realize that these altars have got so much power and potency. There are some things when I'm doing and I don't know what to do. I sow the seed. And then wait on the Lord. Hallelujah. If I don't understand how to turn and how to turn, I remember when I was asking, I, I, I was trying to, my mom is here. Those of you who don't know, my mom is here with me. Hallelujah. For the first time in 23 years. Amen. So I'm grateful wow. to God. Yes. Yay. My mom is with me now. Hallelujah. I'm so grateful to God for that. Yeah. yeah. She's on the other line, so listening to us. And, and when I was, when I got, I was praying to get the visa, by the grace of God, I remember when we finished the application, I saw the seed. And then after the application, the visa came through. And then now we had to buy a ticket. We bought the ticket. And then now she has to come. And I was wondering how she can come alone because she's never traveled this way before. So I was wondering. So now I began to sow a seed into other people's life. I didn't tell them what the seeds were. I just sowed. I didn't even tell my wife what I had done. And now my wife was concerned. And I said, she said, how is she going to come? One of my nephews said, Grandma, you don't know how to speak English well. So if you don't take care, you'll get lost. So why don't you stop going to abroad? It is better to stay here in Ghana with us, you know. So, <laughs> you know, but our girl had also sowed a seed. And one day I was visiting one of my, my, my adopted mothers and I just passed through her house without uh, notice. I just, call, I just knocked at the door. I usually do that to my mothers. I don't tell them that I'm coming home. I just knock at the door. I say, I passed through. That's, that's it. <laughs> Hallelujah. And I just knocked Man. at the door and she opened and said, hey, Mark, you are here? I said, yes, mom. I just passed through to say hello. But I needed to pray for somebody in the house. So. I used that occasion, but I didn't tell them I was coming. When I went there, the person was there sleeping, and I prayed for them, and I said, I'm going. I spent just like two, three minutes, and I just left. And, and then and I, I, when I was going, I said, oh, listen, my mom, mom, my mom is coming, and, and, and I'll be so grateful to God. I'm so grateful. And I was telling her and everything, and she was celebrating with me. I said, what date is she coming? And I mentioned the date, and she's coming on this day. Also, oh, even that date, I'm also on the same flight coming from Ghana. Oh. Glory. Can you see what God will do? 
based on a sacrifice. Based on a sacrifice. The Lord's mercy came through. And then I said, ah, ma'am, then whatever the situation is, you are coming with your sister. Everything. Wow. You are coming with your sister. Lo and behold, the day came. The time came. They came to the airport. And then now she was nowhere to be found. The mother who was supposed to come with my mom was nowhere to be found. I called her number. I called her husband's number. I called everybody's number asking for her. She was nowhere to be found. Finally, I got through to her. And then she said, oh, I'm on my way to the airport. Meanwhile, my mom had already checked in and everything because they got to Accra very early and they did everything. I'm telling you the power of sacrifice on an altar that works. And then all of a sudden they got to the airport and then they managed to meet up together for the first time by the grace of God. And then from that point now, I had a peace in my heart. And I told my wife, that I told you, I told you that God will make a way where there seems to be no way. Yes, now, by the grace of God, they came through, through the immigration and everything. When they go through the immigration, now my mom passed on one side because she carries a Ghanaian passport. And the other mother, my adopted mother, also passed on the other side because she's carrying a British passport. Now, my mom had to answer to questions that she may not be able to respond to. And I was at the airport for three hours. She was in the queue when it got to her. I was even confused. And after a while, I said, listen, I settled the whole matter in my heart. And I said, Lord, I have already prayed to you that let your angels be with her from here. You remember the river Ahava in Hosea, where the, the, the Hosea began to pray for a safety to pass through a journey with three days journey with children, pregnant women, and soft people who are weak and all that. He asked for traveling mercy. I use that scripture as a basis on connecting to God, asking God for God to give my mom safe passage and easy access to get to me. Lo and behold, when it got to her point, her turn for the interview and the questioning at the airport, this woman was there standing at a far distance. She had been already gone through and been standing there for hours on end waiting for my mom to pass through. And she saw her standing next to the uh, immigration officer. And she quickly ran to the immigration officer and said, oh, I came with her. Unfortunately, she because she carries a, a Ghanaian passport, she had to pass here. So no, next time you, ca you come with her. And then they let her pass through without answering any question. Amen. People of God, that is the power of sacrifice, the power of altars that speak, altars that carries power. And I want to draw your attention to this, that everywhere you are, if things are not working well and you are not too sure of matters, sow a seed somewhere that you know that there is power in this place. Sow a seed. It is not about the size. It is about the intentions. Hallelujah. Mm. I will say it again. It's not about the size of the seed. If you have it big, it's up to you. But let the heart be connected to the seed that you are sowing. And let the grounds that you know for sure that you are sowing has got a voice that speaks on better things. And from that moment, there shall be a voice to your seed. Amen. Hallelujah. And so Abraham now realized that Mount Moriah sowing the seed or sacrificing his son will actually, the Bible said that even Abraham believed that even if his child dies, the Lord will bring him back again. That was his belief. That even on the sacrifice or on the altar, if he kills his son, whatever the situation may be, God is capable of bringing his son back to him. 
And that was the mentality because he had grown in the place of maturity of knowing the importance of sacrifice and altars because he had done it several times and it had, it had proven successful. Hallelujah. That is why he continued to believe God and made those sacrifices for the son. People of God, I will encourage you and I will employ you by the message of God that learn how to raise altars, learn how to sow seeds, learn how to do something that can provoke God's power to work on your behalf. Hallelujah. And when you do these things, it will begin to generate all kinds of voices to defend you, to protect you, to speak to you, to guide you, to show you the way out of every kind of mess that you don't understand. Sow a seed for your sons. Sow a seed for your marriage. Sow a seed for your business. Sow a seed. Sacrifice. Raise an altar somewhere by the message of God. And let God be involved in the equations of the matter. And you will see the results working like magic. And your heart will be at peace. Hallelujah. Amen. When Abraham did that, his son Isaac also learned it. Now, the Bible says in chapter 26, Abimelech began, Isaac was in his land in Gadera, or Gadera, and Abimelech, now the king or the chief or the, the leader of the place, his servants and his people saw Isaac prospering because the brother was so successful. He was so successful, nothing stopped Isaac from prospering, including drought. Where there was no rain, Isaac's farm, was successful according to the Bible that he, the Bible says that he reaped a hundredfold, which means that everything he sowed, not one single of them was broken. And yet others were dying of famine. That's the mystery of the power of altars by fathers. If a father has established an altar in the past for the family and believed God on it, now it will speak positively for the children and the children to come. If the father sold a negative altar or raised a negative altar for the family, no matter what you do, it will have effect on the children and they have tomorrow. So altars will always speak one way or the other. The only thing that you can counteract a negative altar is by raising a new altar, a positive one that can also speak against the altar that is speaking against you. So Isaac learned this uh, principle and all his attack from uh, Abimelech and his servants and all that, he dug a well and then these servants will come and cover the well. He digs a well and then these servants will come and take it from him. He goes another place and dig another well and then the servants of Abimelech and all the Philistines, they will come and take it from him. But this time around, he got to a place where he dug another well and nobody could come again, though he was struggling and everything, but there was something that he did. From that point, he called that place Rehoboth, that this is how far the Lord has brought me and he has made room for me because there has been an altar raised. Hallelujah. There has been an altar raised. If you fail to raise an altar in the place of struggle, you might not survive, my brother. I am telling you, you might not succeed. If there's confusion in the area, you don't understand what's going on, put some seed somewhere. Sow some seed and say, Father, I'm sowing this as a seed. I'm raising this as an altar. Let this speak for me in the name of Jesus Christ and walk away. Walk away and see what will happen by the hand of God. Hallelujah. Amen. And verse 24, the Bible says that 
And the Lord appeared to him the same night and said, I am with you. That's the statement of God. And said, I am with you. I am the Lord your, I am the Lord God of your father Abraham. You see, you see how God will come and invoke the words to him because of the sacrifice of, uh, of Abraham. Say, I am the Lord God of your father Abraham. Don't be afraid, for I am with you, and I will bless you and multiply you greatly, and your descendants shall be as many as uh, the sand of the sea or the shores. Because of my servants, my servant Abraham's sake, he used that statement. Because of my servant Abraham's sake. What was the, the reason of Abraham? Abraham learned how to raise an altar and sacrifice on those altars. And verse 25 says, So he, Isaac, built an altar there and called on the name of his father God, the name of the Lord God on that altar. And he pitched his tent there. And there Isaac's servant also dug a well. And it was successful for the brother. People of God, if we fail, if we refuse to raise altars, if we refuse to learn how to let altars speak for us, the enemy will take almost always undue advantage. Every time. Every time. Because he has learned the secret of sowing an altar. If you, I remember, when, let me tell you some of my background, my story. When I was a little boy, I, I, and I used to be in, in, in primary school, I had so much, so much Muslim friends. Our last time, I was even asking my mom some of them. Have you heard of Shaibu? Do you know uh, Muhammad and all that, the rest and all that? You see, and, and, and the king, the chief of the Zongo, his son, Mustafa was my closest friend. Shaibu, Shaibu was also another king, or king of the Dagomba, the king of the Frafra, and all the chiefs of, of the of the of the Zongo of our village or such uh, as all the king, the chiefs, their friends, their, their sons were my friends, close friends. And this was it. That these children, because they dab in evil powers and all that, they know stuff about people or about things and all that. And these, children, these guys develop the habit of drawing me into that, their place. When they are going for uh, soothsaying and, and carries throwing and all that. I have been there. I've gone there. They have read my palm before. I've been there. For me to go for an exam, how I will pass and everything, I was there. They told me how the regrets I will get, the success I will make. I mean, they are powerful. Don't think that they are not. There is an altar over there. They raise altar. And when I went there, I remember... I paid 20, 21 cents or 21 cities at the time, those, those years. Years ago, about 35, 40 years ago, almost, <laughs> when I was a little boy. I remember very, very well. I remember the room. I remember the place. We went there, 6 o'clock. The man gave us 6 o'clock, we should come. And when we went there, we went, he was sitting on the, on the mat, and then he threw his carries on the floor, and he asked me, you are, your name, and he mentioned my name, and he mentioned my name. I don't know whether my friends, whether my friends told him or not, but when he threw the carries, he mentioned my name. And then he told me that I have come here to have consultation about this. And I said, yes. He said, where is the money I brought? Because the friend told me that I have to bring some money. And he said that he wanted a particular amount. That's the 21 cities. And I gave him the 21 cities. This, my mom didn't know. This, my father didn't know. It was my friend that took me to that place. It was an altar. 
but evil altar that has a voice and that has eyes. It goes into the realms of the spirit that can see in the future. And now, because I didn't know what was going on, I went there with all kinds of wickedness in my mind, thinking that I want to know a lot of things about my life, my tomorrow, my exams and that and this. And I went there as a stubborn boy. And all of a sudden, I came with knowledge, knowing what will happen to us in our exams. There was another place. The man had only six teeth in his mouth. Another malam, they took me there. He had only six teeth in his mouth. The man grates his... Um, uh, <laughs> I'm telling you, he showed me the teeth. Uh, uh, six on the top, six on the bottom. Uh, three on top, three on the bottom. <laughs> and we went and sat before this malam. He told a whole lot of stuff. And then he wrote some stuff on it. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Now I remember the one I went with. A young girl that I was close to, I have to call her and tell her. Hopefully, I'll help her pray with her and, and save her. I don't know whether she's done that. Hallelujah. And now we went there. This, this Malam wrote on, on, on a, 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 a Muslim writing, you know, the Karatu or ma, ma, whatever they write. He wrote it on a, a, a slate, on a sheet, of, or a sheet of slate or something. And then the man washed it and picked three pieces of um, salt and put in it, shook it and stirred it and gave it to me to wash my face. When I washed my face with it, eh, it was like I was fearless. I became fearless and I could do anything. And I was doing well in school. And when we went to write the exams, I was successful and everything. But guess what the Lord would do? After all the success of the exam, my mom, uh, somebody advised my mom that I was too young, I was too little, I was, I was underage. If I go to secondary school, I will not be su successful. They might even kill me. And because of that, my dad decided against me going to secondary school for the first time after I had passed my, um, I've forgotten the exam that they, they, they call it, those exams that they do to come to. Common entrance, yes. Common entrance. Common entrance. Yeah. So we have all done it before. I have done it before when I was a little boy, but now I know the true power of a true altar that speaks of better things than that of Abel, than that of those malam, than that of people. Hallelujah. That is why I am drawing you to this place of the knowledge of the need to set up an altar, raise an altar, raise a sacrifice. Don't be silent on things. Do something to also invoke something. Sometimes you don't know which one will speak for you. The Bible says it. It says, I sow your seed in the morning and also in the night. Don't be, don't rest. Do something with your night. So you don't know which one will come with results. That is why it's of a great importance that you learn how to raise an altar. So the Bible says in chapter 5, chapter 25 of Genesis 26, the Bible says that Isaac, when the Lord visited him and told him of all these things, based on that promise, he raised an altar. What altar have you raised based on the promise of God? What have you given? What seed have you sown for your children? What are you doing for the business? Hallelujah. Let's see the third generation of Abraham, Jacob. The Bible says in Genesis 28, you remember that the Lord appeared to um, Abraham in chapter 12, and there he sowed a seed, he raised an altar, sowed a seed over there, and he pitched his tent close to Bethel, and he sowed a seed, raised an altar, and sowed a seed over there, and poured on Let's see what happened in Genesis 28. That is the grandchild of Abraham, Jacob. 
Now the Bible says that, and Jacob, verse 16, and Jacob woke up from sleep and said, surely the Lord is in this place and I did not know it. How did he see that the place where he put his head, that place was the place where the Lord was. He continued by saying, and he was afraid and said, that's verse 17, and said, how awesome is this place? Surely this is none other place than the house of God. This is the gate of heaven. Why? Why did Jacob said that that place was the gate of heaven? If you come back to where we started from the altar, where Abraham raised, that was the exact place where the father, the grandfather Abraham raised an altar there when the Lord gave him a promise of blessing. And the grandchild was passing through the area and he slept on the stone. And that same place, he found out that the place was the gates of heaven. People of God. You have no idea some of the altars that you are going to raise. That shall be a voice or a place where shall invoke a, an opening unto you in the place of heaven. <coughs> that your sons and your grandsons, your great-grandchildren will one day wake up and say, ah, I didn't know that this place was like this. Hey, it has been the place which you have made a sacrifice. It has been the bed that you keep on kneeling behind. It has been the kitchen that you keep on standing in prayer. It has been the living room that you have been praying all the time. It has been the same church that you've been going, sowing the seed in there, that your grandchild one day coming in and say, there's a church called Emmanuel Christian Assembly. There is power going in there and they come and the blessings of God overflows in their life. It is the sacrifices you have sown or the altars you have raised in this ministry that shall be speaking for your children, your grandchildren and your great grandchildren because of what you do today. Tomorrow will begin to make a voice for you. Altars. We don't know how old or how, how far it had gone. But Abraham grew up very, very old. And now Isaac even grew up very, very old. So we assume that it was over a hundred years of events that has happened. And yet the same spot had the capability and the potency of revealing what the great-grandfather and the grandfather had done on that grounds. And when he saw it, verse 18, then the Bible says that Jacob arose early in the morning and he took the stone that he had used for a pillow. He set it up as a pillar and he poured oil on it. That's another way of sacrificing or raising an altar. So now granddad has set an altar and nobody taught the children. But the child, Isaac, now has come to also set an altar. And now the great-grandchild or the grandchild, which is uh, Jacob, now is also learning the same attitude of the grandfather, setting an altar and raising a new one. Yes. So you see, we, the Bible never said that Abraham taught Isaac how to raise an altar. And the Bible never said that Isaac taught Jacob how to raise an altar. But per the encounter of God, there was an inherent built thing that had passed through the lineage of the bloodline. Happening in the life of this brother now, Jacob, knowing what has happened, and now he begins to raise an altar. Hallelujah. So if we have the patterns of the bloodline, if we are talking about patterns of the bloodline, we want to ask, what did granddad do? 
We want to ask, what did great-grandmom did? Those questions must come into play. Then it can help us to understand now what the challenges that we are going through is. If not, we will miss the opportunity to resolve some issues. We will do all the prayers we want to do, but because there is a voice speaking against us, we will never see the results going on into the roots of our lives. Because there is an evil altar speaking, something negative is projecting evil against us. And we are standing, we are only barely surviving because of the message of God. But to transcend beyond the level of survival to the place of thriving and becoming successful, we can see it happening because altars are speaking against us and we are not seeing the glory of God in it. Amen. But this day, this preamble of knowledge about altars will help us to begin to think twice, begin to take new decisive steps. We'll begin to work our way with fear and trembling. We'll begin to make a conscious decision to tell ourselves and even our tomorrow that whatever the situation is, we will raise an altar. Hallelujah. I sow seed for my children. Ask my wife. She, she told me something that I was shocked. Before we started going out, I didn't even have any clue of meeting her or having anything to do with her. Though she was in the same church with us. <laughs> and then we were, she, had, she had written names, three names, in an oil bottle. A bottle of oil, which had been prayed over in church. And written names of kids in the oil. And she had been praying over it. For, for how many years now? I think it was about three or four years before we, we met. And then when we met, from that time, everything began to change for her. It, even we, we met, it was a miracle. The Lord, she had sowed seeds on that. Oh, she says it's seven years. <laughs> Can you imagine? She had been praying over the oil for seven years with three kids. Mm. Guess how many kids I do have now? I have three kids. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I was telling my mom, when we married, I was praying. I was in prayer. When we married, I was in prayer. And the Lord revealed to me that I will, he will give me three children. Three children. One in the head of somebody, one in the left hand and one in the other. And the person asked me, which one do I want first? And I said, I want the one in your head. And the baby was in the head. I picked the baby out and she looked like a Chinese girl, <laughs> Chinese child, a baby girl. And that was what Neria came out. If you look at Neria's picture, the day she was born, you look at her face, she looks like a Chinese child. You, those of you who have seen the picture, you, yesterday we were watching it. Hallelujah. So people of God, these things, she raised an altar, sowed a seed, wrote the names of the children and put them in the oil. Can you imagine that the oil, the other altars that they are sacrificing evil powers on, do you think that the oil, the, those altars will be silent and they are mentioning your name on the altar, mentioning your children, your grandchildren, your grandmother and everybody? Do you think that you have your peace of mind that the altar will leave you alone for you to prosper? People of God, let's learn something. Let's be smart. Let's be wise. Let's take knowledge of all these things because whether the altar has been raised positively or negatively, every one of them speaks. 
Every one of them speaks. If you raise a negative altar, it will speak negative. If you raise a positive altar, it will not change. It will speak positive. So people of God, it's vital. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob has shown us from Noah coming all the way to these people has shown us to know that altars has got voices and has got backings. It has got power. It has got the potency of making things happening. Hallelujah. So Amen. he poured oil on it, and then he called that place God, is, uh, uh, the place of heaven or the gate of heaven. And from that place, we will talk one day about the vows of Jacob. There are five of them, the vows of Jacob, based on the revelations of the altar and the things that he saw. He began to place a vow. And we prayed about, what's his name, uh, uh, Jephthah and Jebus last week. Uh, maybe this Friday, we'll pray about the vows of Jacob. Hallelujah. Couple, maybe on Wednesday or whichever day that the Spirit of God will give us grace. Hallelujah. In verse 20, that was the place that Jacob spent time to set a vow. Hallelujah. He began to set a vow and began to cry, tell the Lord. He had established already. That's one thing. When you place an, uh, a sacrifice or raise an altar at the place, now you have access to place a demand on the altar for the altar to act on your behalf or speak for you. You have access. Automatically, you have right to be able to place a demand on that altar for it to speak for you. So those were the things that he began to speak out. And then it was five of them. Hallelujah. And we'll deal with that maybe on Wednesday. So the vows of Jacob. Remind me, those of you who will be coming online to pray with us on Wednesday. So that we will take that into place and begin to speak into our lives. And we we'll begin to sow seeds into our lives to raise new altars by the mercies of God. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 And let me show Amen. you some mystery that Amen. came out of this thing. Verse 22 of Genesis chapter uh, 26. What Jacob did that the father Abraham didn't do, that the, uh, uh, the, grand, uh, the grandfather Abraham didn't do, or oh, the, the great-grandfather Noah didn't do, and now coming to Abraham, coming to uh, uh, Isaac and to himself. This is what he did in chapter uh, verse 22 of chapter 26. And the stone which I have set as a pillar shall be called the house of God. Hallelujah. And all that you give me, I will surely give a tenth of it to you. So that was the place that tithe was born. If you want to know where tithe was born, this is the place. The tenth of everything that he said that he will obtain, he said to the Lord, it was one of those vows. He said to the Lord, that whatever you give to me, I'll give you a tenth of it. You know what the tenth of it does? It automatically incriminates God. If I can use that statement advisedly. Do you understand? It is like now God is obliged. God is obliged. It's like you've held God's hand into the equation. So God cannot take his hands off. Now with 10%. With 10% of his savings or whatever he acquires, the hand of the Lord can no longer come out of the equation of his life. No. No matter what. Because he has sowed the seed of a tithe, that's it. God's hand is in the equation. Whether he likes it or not, whether he wants to do it or not, automatically it, 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 it incriminates or it puts God on the spot to act speedily. 
And tonight, today, I pray that may you gain this revelation to begin to build this kind of system into your life, around your life, so that you can see the manifestation of the glory of God. Everything you do, know and do it purposefully, especially when it comes to altars. Hallelujah. So I want to end here. I've spoken too much today by the grace of God. Hallelujah. And there's so much to share with you. How altars are raised and the things that are involved. Hallelujah. Let, let me give you some, uh, some gist so that when you are coming, uh, you begin to uh, be prepared for it. Amen. Amen. We have we have different kinds of altar. We have the altar of prayer. We have altar of praise. We have altar of sacrifice. We have altar of giving. We'll learn on all that if you want to. Altars are driven by need. This one is a full service on its own. Uh, Altars are driven by need. It's, it's fueled by faith. It's en energized by passion. It is uh, executed by sacrifice. It is operated with commitment. It is uh, backed by a higher power. It is valued by honor. It is provoked with vows and breached by negligence. This is, this, <laughs> hallelujah. You, you want to know this thing. I'm telling you, it's very powerful. Hallelujah. So those of you who want to stay with us to learn more of this, so that every negative that your fathers of old have done, we don't know what they did. We don't know how far they went. We don't know the kind of gods that they sacrificed to. You will begin to raise a new one. If you look at it carefully, Noah raised an altar. But when he came to Abraham, he didn't keep uh, rely on the altar of Noah. But rather, he also raised his own altar. When he came to Isaac, he did not rely on the altar of his father. Though the altar of his father was speaking for him. But he still raised his own altar. And from that point, when he came to Jacob, he found out that the blessings of his father Isaac was speaking for him. But he chose to also raise his own altar. And then he even added to the altar of sacrifice something called tithe. And then from that point on, his life was changed. Listen, Jacob faced all kinds of challenges for 10 times. You of all have listened to these messages several times that I have preached about in Genesis. You know how Jacob has gone through all kinds of things. The next book that is coming, the next book that is coming is about Jacob. Hallelujah. Can I tell you the title? I'll leave it for now. Hallelujah. Our next book is coming next month by the grace Amen. of God. Amen. Amen. Our next book is coming next month. Amen. My second book is coming next month. Yeah, it's Amen. almost ready. Amen. It's coming out next month. We'll be, we'll be by the third uh, by the third month from now. We will start. Amen. We will launch it and everything and all and all. So the, the second book is coming. You see, by the grace of God, and it's coming with all the mysteries about Jacob's life and everything and all that, so that we can learn a lot of things. And we can, we can keep ourselves and our hearts into the place of glory and prayer by God's grace. Hallelujah. So, people of God, this is what the Lord sent me to come and share with you today uh, to learn about altars and how they came about and everything. The first mentions of altar and all the people that managed to uh, do some of this altar and realize that it was, it was the initiative of man, not the initiative of God. Hallelujah. So you don't have to wait for God to prompt you first before you do or sow those seeds or raise those altars, but rather begin to take a step of faith and let the step of faith begin to speak for you and then raise the altar 
and call God into the equation, and then he'll begin to work or act on your behalf. And if you, can, if you want to go even further, learn how to sow a seed of your tithe. You know, don't wait till uh, Mark will tell you that tithe, tithe, it's tithing time, it's offering time, sow your seed, and all that. No, no, Mark doesn't want to do that. I don't want to disturb your peace. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want you Amen. to come, because every one of these came out of the volition of these people. That is why the Bible says that there's more, uh, 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 every gift that, or everything that we're giving, we have to do it out of our will, generously. Mm-hmm. Say he's, he blesses, is a generous giver. So if you don't give out of your heart, all of these people, they gave out of their heart, including um, Abraham mm-hmm. giving mm-hmm. Isaac. He chose to give it out of his heart. Hallelujah. So please, I want to encourage you with this by the message of God that don't, don't be scared, don't be afraid, sowing a seed as an altar, raising an altar, and let that speak for you. It will speak for you. No matter what, it will speak for you by the message of God. Hallelujah. By the message of God, altars will speak for you. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 Uh, come on, give God some applause, uh, a clap offering, Amen. give him some praise, give him God a praise. Amen. Father, we thank you, Amen. we bless you, we honor you, we celebrate your goodness and your mercies. We know for sure that, Lord, you will help us to sow seeds and raise new altars so that we can counter-speak against all those evil altars speaking against us. We pray that going to the foundations of our lives, especially our family backgrounds, that, Lord, by your grace, we can correct the errors of the past. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. Amen.